Well, I see you got them snakes and sparklers, but where's good stuff, man? Good stuff. This is the good stuff. Snakes and sparklers. Are you nuts, dude? You need stuff to explode. Go boom. Why is that good? <laughs> you might, might as well ask, why is the tree good? Why is the sunset good? Why are boobs good? Man, firecrackers. You stick them in mailboxes, you drop them in toilets, you shove them up bullfrogs' ass. I would never do that, because I'm going to be a veterinarian. Well, there you go. Someone shoves an M80 up a bullfrog's butt, blows him to pieces. He comes back to you to fix it. You win twice, brother. It's good biz. So you're going to tell me that you don't have no black cats, no Roman candles or screaming memes? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, or crap flappers? No, I don't. You're gonna stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, husker do's, husker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No. Because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. Well, that might be your problem. It's not what you like. It's the consumer. edition of the Cinema 9 Podcast. It's a Saturday afternoon edition for those of you watching live and for the podcast, you're already wondering, hey, it's Saturday and I haven't got my podcast in the feed. So that's my fault. I had some uh, crises going down with my butthole, but hopefully things will be okay and we'll move forward and we'll have a good time. Right, Travis? Do you want to explain briefly why you just mentioned your butthole or? Yeah, sure. I had a Supposed to have a colonoscopy on Friday, so I was prepping Thursday night by taking the stuff to clear everything out, and everything was going good, you know? I was pooping, a lot of poop, and what? suddenly things <laughs> took a turn for the worse. I had this terrible headache, and I started throwing up a ton, but I didn't have anything to puke because my stomach was empty, and it was awful. So we had to reschedule. Apparently, they're going to give me some na- anti-nausea beds for next time. So that uh, delayed the show, and I apologize, but... Now we're here. I mean, it's a beautiful Saturday. I kind of feel like uh, nice this little is Saturday. Day. It is a nice little Saturday. So what's yeah. going on in Hazel Park? Well, I, you know, I figured I usually have a beer. Uh, I figured why not have an early an early beer to 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 see you guys and to discuss 2001's epic comedy Joe Dirt. 
Dirte, Dirte. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, not much going on here. Nice day. I've been, I've been doing some cleaning. That's oh. it. That's it. Clean. So what's going on? Okay. Eric Bradstrom, Griffith, Indiana, Saturday afternoon. It's two o'clock your time. Uh, what's going on over there? Went to the dentist a couple of days ago, and they literally told me that they were going to pull out the Cavitron. I had no clue what the Cavitron was. Uh, they didn't really show it to me. They just said that we're going to give you the Cavitron, and like something started happening to my teeth. It was a terrifying experience, so I probably wouldn't have been ready to do the show after that uh, dental appointment anyway. So glad to be with you to, uh, with you today. I, I yeah, I gotta tell you, I had a root canal as I mentioned. I was gonna have on uh, oh, yeah. on Monday, and it was it was bad because I was like infected. So like I screamed like out loud, like a like a like a grown man screaming in the dentist's office. So it was it was pretty bad. And as I, <laughs> and as I was screaming, I thought to myself, I'd rather be watching I Heart Huckabee. <laughs> I was wondering about that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that don't they like give you a pain numbing up or something? They they numb it up, but it was the the shot itself. Since my since oh, they don't usually yeah. do it when it's infected, but like mm-hmm. I I'd been in and out. There was like a blizzard. But it's a long story. Anyways, um, suffice to say that they did it when they don't usually do it, and it hurt like fucking hell when that shot went in. So <laughs> uh, it's it's just and then I had a CT scan. It's just, as, as Eric said, it's just been like a time of procedures. We all just turned forty, and our bodies are just winding down like dying robots. Oh <laughs> hmm. well, my! My teeth are in pretty good shape, as far as I know. That's good. Uh, I grinded. Yeah. I grinded a tooth to death. I did, I had no cavity. I just grinded it to death. That's why, that's why I had to get a root canal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I gotta get like I gotta get like a you know like those the bit while I sleep or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I'll wake up and I'll I'll catch myself like doing that. I'm like, whoa, weird. Yeah. Why? Why does thing. that happen? Yeah. Apparently, it can cause real damage. So. Oh yeah, it definitely can. But why yeah. does it happen? That's the curiosity. Uh, send us an email, cinnamonidepod at protonmail.com. What do you know about grinding your teeth? Because... What the fuck is the Cavitron too? Uh, send us photos. <laughs> yeah, and Travis is wearing a shirt that says Doctor Teeth. Oh, yeah, that was, so, a, yeah, that was a dental episode. Wow. This is very, very dental centric. Very dental centric. A very special dental centric episode. I cuspid heavy. At least we moved on from buttholes. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, Teeth and Bones, episode forty nine. I, I was stuck you know, today, guys. It's not like I had an urgency to get one. I just thought, you know, people will die younger of colon cancer these days. So I know some people, like seriously, that have passed on way too young from this stuff because our American diet is horrible. It's so terrible. So, and I've been, I'm the master of trash. I've eaten every piece of trash. <laughs> From East Coast to West Coast, up and down this country, I've had it all. There's, you name a fast food joint, I'm pretty sure I've had it. From Jack in the Box on the West Coast, all the way over to Carl's Jr. Chick Fil A. Carl's Jr. I've had it. Yeah. yeah. Custard. I've had uh, Culver's, of course. Culver's. Yeah, that's, that's what I was trying. Yeah. That's what I was going yeah. for. I, I can't think of one. I've even had Whataburger in Texas. So. Wow! Look at you. <laughs> so storied. Well, that's why my butthole is quite story. So, <laughs> anywho, uh, yeah, check us out online. Uh, you know, we have all of our shows on the YouTube channel. You can go check that out. Uh, the bio, we'll throw the, I don't even know if we have the link in a bio. I'll throw the link in our Twitter bio. So if you ever want to do that, you can find all of our past episodes. And of course, five-star review with the five-star rating would be really nice. We did enjoy that. We've had some great responses from some good people. But the more the merrier. So thank you very much. We appreciate your support. And that's all the news that's fit to print. Why don't we get into our quarantine viewing picks for this week? You got a couple extra days here, so maybe you squeezed in a few more movies, uh, Travis. What do you say? 
I, I, I watched I watched a lot of movies. I did. I watched a lot. I got I got a lot to talk about. But I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and get through this quickly because I don't want to you know take forever. Um, from 2006, I watched The Night Listener. I'm still kind of working my way okay. through Robin Williams' pictures. And if uh, and if you like, you know the the, the he he did a run of kind of independent features towards the end of his uh, career that were all pretty quiet and understated kind of films um this was this is worth checking out not you know not gonna blow you away but it's worth checking out uh i watched coming to america 2 or coming to america uh you oh know, boy i haven't seen it big, yet just for the record i'm not gonna no spoilers but um you know big slump in the middle um but you know for a movie that's uh, 30 years after the sequel like you can't expect much it's rare that they're any good and this this entertained me. I laughed. Is it as good as the first one? Fuck no. Who would expect it to be? <laughs> um, I checked out the United States versus Billy Holiday because uh, what's her name? Adra Day has been uh, nominated and, and, and for or, or won the uh, Golden Globe for it. And there's talk, you know, Oscar buzz. And her performance was fantastic. I, I, I didn't dig the movie at all. Like I felt like um, I mean, and I felt bad not liking it because I feel like the whole like the way that the United States government went after black performers like Josephine Baker and, uh, you know, and, and Billie Holiday and, 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 all, you know, all, Joe, uh, Joe, um, Jack Johnson, all kinds of people. It, it, it deserves telling, but they got hung up on this like fantasy romance aspect that like, you know, may or may not have happened in her life. I'm just like, why are you fucking waylaying into this? Anyway. So, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think that my opinion might be in the minority on that one, but uh, good performance. Uh, Mike, have you seen Hope Springs with Meryl Streep and Tommy Lee Jones? I have not. <laughs> this felt like a real Mike movie because it's it's them two, and it's about geriatric love and sex. <laughs> um, so it just seemed like something that you would like. Very Nancy Myers, yeah. you know. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. But if you if you if you think that you've seen Tommy Lee Jones play a like a, a crusty mean old fuck, you've never seen him. Like I almost turned the movie off. It was almost unwatchable. It was just like jesus christ this fucking guy like it was hard to watch so crusty yeah jesus. very crusty i'm in uh, yeah you might you might like it um eric have you seen <laughs> penguin bloom with our with your with your with your favorite naomi watts i've never even heard of it but I, i'm there it, it just came out this year it's on netflix um it's a true story beautifully shot some of the best ocean shots i've ever seen but it's a really inspiring true story about a woman who's paralyzed from the waist down who was like a like a surfer or something like very active woman and her family takes in this uh this injured magpie and it's just a really beautiful uh little family story definitely check it out um it, what's what's a magpie it's a bird oh um yeah, not it's not a penguin. The bird's called penguin, just to confuse the fuck out of you. But I guess okay. it's you know, I guess it's a true story. So they named the bird penguin. Anyways, yeah, come <laughs> um, on, Eric. Sorry. <laughs> you know those movies like The Shack and God Is Not Dead and like yeah. Five People to Meet in Heaven. Face like they're all just kind of like yeah, like kind of like these independent Christy films that like have almost a budget. Well, imagine <laughs> watching one of those in disguise. Um, you don't know, you didn't know what you were getting into because it stars Luke Wilson and it's directed by Mark Pellington. I'm talking about a movie called Henry Poole is here. If you are into religious stuff and you feel like Hollywood doesn't do that, then check that one out. Otherwise, holy shit, this fucking movie! Like it was just, it was a lot of a lot of acoustic jams and 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 Luke Wilson staring at things ponderously. It was really absurd. Ponderous, um, man. Fucking it was, ponderous. It was something else, man. Uh, walk, wow. don't run. To Henry Poole is here. Is that like Master Disguise, by the way? 
<laughs> Wait, what? I'm completely lost. Oh, I thought you said the word disguise. So I said, is that like the master of disguise? I didn't say the word disguise. I don't think I did. Did I? I don't know. I'm I thought not someone was disguised to or something. I don't know. And, I guess uh, oh, no. The, the film is disguised. I mean, the film ah! is a disguise. I'm glad you're. All right. Anyway, uh, at Derek Fern's suggestion, three cushion fan, no lights, no talk, 1030, some farts. I uh, checked out Ava from 2020. Very okay. entertaining. Um, Cage of Files. I watched two really bad Nick Cage movies, <laughs> uh, Vengeance, A Love Story, and Trespass, which turns out was directed by Joel Schumacher, officially yeah. the worst Schumacher film that he did. Just really, really uh, bad. And in a 2011 uh, role for Ben Mendelsohn as, as a villain. So, like, this, and like, and even he could not save this turd. Um, and then last but not least, Mike, have you seen Citizen Ruth, the first uh, Alexander Payne film? I have. You have? What What do you think of that? I thought it was uh, not, it was like, you could tell that it's his, like his first main yeah. kind of feature because it's not ideal pain. It's kind of, it kind of drags a little bit, but uh, it has its moments of comedy where I can see the bright light of his future growing, I, yeah. I guess is a, a simple way to put it. The cover box always turned me off because it's like Laura Dern, like in a, like a like she's dressed like Statue of Liberty, all just yeah. like super, and like I guess they weren't going to put her with her like her face streaked in silver from huffing like paint, which is, would have been more appropriate to, to yes. the movie, um, or maybe just like had the word abortion somewhere in the title. Like this is the comedy fodder that is Citizen Ruth, uh, yeah. huffing and abortion. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's dark. Um, it's a, it's fairly dark. It's a dark, dark comedy style. Yeah. A little dark, but it's a big time uh, Kurtwood Smith. So I know you uh, probably appreciate. <laughs> Love Kurtwood, yeah. yes. And uh, my big recommendation for the week would be Beneath a Sea of Lights, starring uh, what's his name, uh, Barkad Abdi from uh, Captain Phillips. Some p people might remember him as the I'm the Captain Now guy, but he's also an Academy yeah. Award nominated <laughs> actor. Uh, I'm going to write up a review on that for Instagram later. But I watched that this afternoon. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. Wow. I wondered if that guy would get work. I mean, because he is Somali and he was they cast him because he was in Minnesota and there's a big Somali population there. And I just hadn't seen him in a lot of main stuff recently. So that's good to know. I'm glad that he's uh, getting some work. Yeah, it's worth it's worth seeing. Yay! On Showtime. Right, oh, Showtime. OK, Eric Branch. From, uh, I'm I've been looking forward to this one because I know that you watched Coming to America finally, so I've been waiting to hear your feedback on this. The first. Very excited. Yeah, I did. You know, I said I would watch it. I did take a look at it, and I was entertained by the film. I think it's one of those that, like, since I didn't, like, see it and grow up with it, it was, you know, I was like, well, I'm not just going to come out and say I love this and it's hilarious because I was entertained, but I wasn't I wasn't blown away. And I, I kind of agree with what director John Landis himself says. He He finds the film just to be too long and it kind of putters out after about an hour and it did that for me like i loved all of like the zamunda is that the place they're that they're from there? yeah i was i keep thinking uh, there should be like this clash of uh wakanda how close is wakanda to zamunda i kept thinking about that when i, when I see they mention it I yeah there's a little bit of a joke in coming to america about wakanda oh okay. cities, but i i i was entertained but i just wasn't blown away and the sequel like reminded me a lot of like Blues Brothers 2000, where it's just like let's bring everyone back, and isn't it funny because remember like it just kind of felt like it's like a Super Bowl ad to me, like when like these Super Bowl commercials come out, and it's like hey, remember these characters? Here they are again. <laughs> and then they have there's no story, and then to have all those people, then have like then hinge the movie on this actor I've never seen or yeah. heard of, and really wasn't that great that to play the son? I'm like you like. <laughs> 
Like you really like you've yeah. got all this stuff and you and you're focusing on the like it's like you got all the ingredients for a great sandwich and you're focusing on the crust. Like, you you really do. And and I, I love Dolomite is my name, and that's the director's previous uh team up with with Eddie Murphy. But this one was and even Eddie Murphy himself, he does what he can with the material, but um you know, he's kind of on, on the bench for most of this. And like that sweetness that I liked from him in the first one, uh, in, in the first one, he's got these real moments of just general, genuine, like sweetness and tenderness. He's just like a buffoon in part two. It's like, I don't know. I, I can't recommend the sequel, fellas. Um, I did really enjoy Michael Talk Radio, the Oliver Stone film from yeah. 1988, I believe. I got that on DVD right over there. Yeah, I've been wanting to see this for years, and I I, I stayed away. But uh, yeah, this is the type of movie that could literally come out now, and I think you know you wouldn't even uh, worry too much about the the timelessness of the picture. It's all about these faceless voices and ideology and how it's dangerous. And one of the big lines in the in the movie is, "Freedom uh, isn't free. It's a really expensive." Freedom of speech isn't isn't free at all. In fact, it's a really expensive commodity, and uh, I think that the picture, especially the script, say say a lot about uh, uh, giving people you know platforms to speak, and then turning around and uh, being prepared for whether or not you have uh, you you know you're willing to let them say what they got to say. Great early role for Alec Baldwin. Uh, Eric Bogosian solid in the picture, but he did get a little exhausting. Uh, in the long run, I probably would have preferred someone like maybe Michael Douglas in, in that role, but gorgeously shot by Robert Richardson and, and uh, really interesting film. I, have you seen it, Travis? No, I've not. I not think you might still be interested. He doesn't like Oliver Stone. So. I mean, if you're going to give him another chance, try uh, talk radio, Travis. Look at that guy. Come on. That, that, that guy knows what's going on. That potato <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I teased on uh, online that I was going to uh, announce what I believe to be the the greatest action film, just pure action, like squib body count uh, action of the 90s. And I want to uh, congratulate uh, listener to the show, Joel Frederick, for nailing it. Dang. It is 1993's uh, Cliffhanger, the Ren Rennie Harlan film. I haven't seen this in fucking 20, over 20 years. It's fucking awesome. It's like everything you could want from an action movie. Classic, like, die hard on a mountain. It's just pure, dumb, fun action. Great villain uh, from John Lithgow. Really, really entertaining movie that still holds up if you like just stupid action movies. Followed it up with another mountain thriller, Vertical Limit, that was fucking terrible. Um also starred a uh, young Ben Mendelsohn, and this is from 2000. Like pops up oh. as like this silly like Aussie that's like helping with the mission. Terrible film, horrible oh. movie. I can't recommend it, but Cliffhanger oh. is fucking awesome. And it, it kind of got me on this like Stallone kick. I'm like, Christ, when's the last time I saw like a Stallone movie? So I started watching like all like a bunch of his early stuff. This is going to be the dumbest thing I've I had to announce on the show in a long time. It is the Joe Dirt episode. Go for it. I know <laughs> that is true. So this morning, I, I'm trying to find Rambo 3, and I can't find it streaming anywhere. And finally, I go to YouTube, and I type in Rambo 3, and it, and it pops up. So I push play, and like a few minutes in, I realize that, that this isn't Rambo 3. It, it's over the top. Uh, but I'm pleasantly surprised because I remember having a lot of fun with the uh, arm wrestling picture over the top from 1986. And uh, Sylvester Stallone's first exchange with uh, somebody else in the film, like, He's speaking French, and I'm like, okay, uh, we got a learned truck driver here that can also arm wrestle. And I start to realize that the entire film is dubbed in French. 
uh, and I'm reaching for the remote, and then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm saying to myself, "Well, wait a minute. Does, does it really matter that I can't understand what anyone's saying?" I watched the entire movie in French uh, with no subtitles, and it was fun. Pretty stupid. Well, they say the mark of a great director is that you don't have to understand what uh, anyone's saying. So, uh, who who directed this 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 classic? Some feature. asshole I'd never heard of, but uh, well, some <laughs> asshole I never heard of deserves an Academy Award. Aww, that's so sweet. Yeah, you know what? Um, by far, my top pick of the week. I, man, I'd like to talk about a couple of more. But my top pick of the week was um, Cobra. Uh, I, I haven't seen this since I was a kid, and it's it's also from uh, Cobra. Yeah, the new it world is- out there, pig. I'm telling you right now, man. I I was I was kind of blown away at how awesome this is. It's like a slasher movie mixed with like an action movie. Uh, Dino Cop- Cosmos, Cosmatos, right? Um, it's, yeah, okay. it's George B. Cosmatos' George, film. Yeah. Uh, probably in name only. I, I read a ton anyway. And Stallone. Oh, he didn't direct it. Took over the film just like uh, Kurt Russell uh, did with Tombstone from Cosmatos. Oh. But so he really wasn't yeah. much of a director, huh? <laughs> That's not. And yeah, Aww. they say he's a good producer, not much of a director. It was fucking awesome, and it's right before movies like this like started settling into parody. I think yeah. it's easily one of the best action movies. It's so different. You got Stallone versus a cult of serial killers, and you don't Come see on, any big. movies like that. I'll agree with that. I haven't seen it since it was new, which tells you how young I was when I 1986? watched it. 1986? Yeah. 1986, man. I'm telling you, Cobra is fucking awesome. I watched The Boy Who Could Fly, uh, starring oh, yeah. Fred Savage and uh, Jay yeah. Underwood. Of course, uh, yeah, Jay no, Underwood, my Uncle right. Buck. I grew up on that one. I watched that a lot when I was a kid. I, I, I had so never dumb. seen it. It was it was kind of kind of sweet, but literally the plot is this kid has autism, and this girl who moves next door to him, uh, her science teacher offers her extra credit to be his friend uh, for science cr- extra credit. It's like it's 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 out to lunch as far as you know um, autism films are concerned, but a sweet film and a good performance by uh, Bug from Uncle Bug. Wow, there you go. I, turned- I, almost, I almost forgot. I'm sorry to jump in real quick. I, I meant I meant to say this for some time now. I, I read at the end of the hall from a friend of the show <laughs> okay. and one time guest uh, host Chad Gibbons. I and thought it was an entire script. It turns out it's like a like a third of a script, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh. A taut thriller about uh, uh, the abuse of the disabled. Yeah, um, I remember. Uh, a young Chad Gibbons. You have, you have quite a mind, sir. You have quite a mind. This was, uh, you know, if, 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 if any of you have the means to read this, you yeah. don't. Check it out. <laughs> if you have the financial means and you're interested in a story where somebody uh, injects bleach into their brother's veins uh, because he's disabled, uh, by all means, uh, produce the film and we'll, we'll get it going. Yeah, I turned two me. movies off this week, and I, you know, I haven't oh. done that in a little bit. I turned two off. Like, oh. I, 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 I tried to watch Clifford, starring uh, Martin Short yeah. and Charles Grodin. I'm like, how bad can this be? Like, I love Marty Short, and you know, how bad? Can it's this like be? Meet the Parents. It's like it's, that kind of movie. It's in. It's inexplicable in how how bad it is. It's it makes no sense. It's so stupid. Was the other movie Joe Dirt that you turned off? I wish uh, I tried to watch underwater because I've been like interested in it for a long time, like underwater monster movie, Kristen Stewart. 
it's it's a excuse the pun, but it, it's abysmal. Like, I don't know when Kristen Stewart started attending the Justin Bieber School of Acting, but she's horrible in it. And the in the movie is just it jumps right into like that. They don't have you don't know any of the characters. Like, I really like that. Actually. I you're fucking just, hated just that. dumped into the action, like the movie just starts. I thought that was cool. It did that, but like I didn't care about any of the, the characters because it did that. So I don't know. Uh, see what you think and let us know. And uh, you know. But that that's it for the week. Don't send us any emails though. It's been like 20 weeks. We're we're good. Thank you very yeah, much. Shop full, yeah. yeah. So you guys excited about this Oliver Stone collection or what? Look still, at this. Still holding this up for those that can't still holding see. Holding that up. Um, Mike has been it. holding this up is, this DVD for like 20 minutes. Or it's two sets worth. Look at this. All these movies. All these movies could be yours. Talk hey, radio. Do they have uh, to be mine? Yeah. JFK, Platoon, Doors, oh, thank you. Oh, thank Wall you. Street. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, a lot oh, thank of you. Here. How many maybe, maybe Wall liberties Street. do you think are stuffed in uh, all of those discs, uh, <laughs> Mike? I don't know. We got uh, how, many, how many complete divorces from reality that 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 people have consumed as if it was fact are in those those those. Well, that's their fault. They thing. should do their own yeah. homework. Uh, that's <laughs> they Hollywood they don't, 101. They Hollywood 101 is exploit everything, make everything full of shit. Biopics. I was listening to some great points on uh, Bill Simmons' podcast he had on Wesley Morris, one of my favorite critics, and they were talking about some of the Oscar buzz and how it's just devoid of... It's awful this year. It's one of the all-time worst possible... They haven't come out officially yet. It's Monday. In terms of Best Picture nominees, it's going to be some bad movies. Like, movies that just would never make the cut, and you could blame it on COVID or whatever, but I don't know. It's it's very strange, and uh, I kind of agreed with him for the most part because biopics are becoming a bit too common now too, and it seems like there's a political agenda behind it. I don't know. I don't know these things to be true. It's just a lot of chaos, a lot of chaos, and it's unfortunate. But as far as what I watched this week, uh, you know, I I watched some that I might bring into the show, so I guess I can't reveal all of them. I felt like watching those. Um, but, you know, I don't know if we'll ever even do it. I watched uh, America Pie 2 since I watched American Reunion <laughs> recently. I started going backwards. And okay. American Pie 2 is uh, very vulgar. Uh, crass. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where uh, Jason Biggs gets his hand stuck to his dick with super glue, has to go to the hospital. It's hilarity and hijinks to the highest degree, let me tell you. Uh, I watched 101 Dalmatians, 101 Dalmatians, 60 year anniversary of 101 Dalmatians. And the good news is there's really not a lot of, as far as I could tell, wasn't much stereotypes or any racism going on in this one, which is good news because way to go, Disney. That, some of those. Yeah. Way to go. You pulled one off. Um, there's a lot of animal talking in this film, though. It's more, it's almost like a Dr. Doolittle movie. All the animals are talking, and the humans are in the background. So, 101 Dalmatians. I don't think it holds up. I, I didn't really enjoy it that much. I was kind of excited about it. And the animation looks horrible today. And some of the animation, like Fantasia, it still looks amazing. And that was 20 years before 101 Dalmatians. So, yeah, it's I don't not one of my right. favorites. Yeah, I I couldn't even remember. I, I knew there was 101 Dalmatians, and I knew Cruella de Vil was a bitch, yeah. and she wanted to eat puppies or something. So I couldn't really remember anything else. So it was it was a refresher course. Uh, I watched Aladdin. Uh, I loved Aladdin. Yeah, it's it's still not even. Uh, these movies aren't even an hour and a half. Like it's because they're animated. They just kind of right. like, well, we'll get it close enough. But damn it, if I just still didn't laugh my ass off. Robin Williams. Speaking <laughs> of Robin Williams, just so good in that movie. It's so great. I don't. Some people get annoyed by him riffing, but yeah, in this movie, it's a perfect vehicle for him to just be anything 
and play you know, whatever jumped into his mind, and they created it as an animation. It was fantastic. I can't believe it. I'm losing to a rug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mayday, did, you when, Mayday. Uh, did you cry when the genie got freed? No, nah, nah, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I know, I don't know. It's just too lighthearted for me to take it that seriously. So, but I laugh. It gives me good laughter. Uh, I watched a movie that I was so into in 2009. It was in 2010. I saw it in the theater and I bought it on DVD as soon as I could. It was 500 Days of Summer. And I thought it was such a good film. And it turns out it's not. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's horrible, Mike. It's not, it's not. I watched it for the first time a few months ago and didn't care for it. It turns out that it was personal life that I was I was I identified it with the time because I, you know, I was pining for this girl and she didn't like me and it would just fit right into my own life. That's all it was. It has nothing to do with it being a good film or not because it's it's got a good soundtrack. I give it that. It's got some Smiths, you know, Bell and Sebastian references. That's cool, but otherwise, this movie sucks actually. And I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I love Zoe Deschanel, but it sucks. I think it sucks. That's too bad. Even and uh, Chloe uh, Moritz, Grace Moritz. How do you say her name? Whatever. I I, I mix up have two names. names. I, yeah, I get all Chloe, fucked up with multiple names. Chloe Moritz Grace. Chloe Grace. Oh, Moritz. Chloe Grace Moritz. Moritz. All right, there we go. Yeah, she's in it. And she's cute and funny, and she's plays the you know. It's a classic trope with like the younger sister who's like super wise, kind of like a bottle rocket with Grace. How did Grace become so cynical? You know, when you bad. when you did roll your eyes in the back of your head at the mention of uh, like autumn coming at the very end, like did, did it hurt when you when you rolled your eyes at that lame moment at the very end? Yes, I mean that was cheesy. And this didn't this give Mark Webb the Spider Man the amazing Spider Man yeah, opportunity, which which kind of disappeared. Um, so. Oh, well, yeah, it, you know, it's trash. It's not as good as I thought it was. And I'm glad to know that now. So I went back and watched Coming to America as well in anticipation to watch Coming to America. So. <laughs> really I, quick. Which I will. You know, when Arsenio Hall plays like that, like that weird, like wolf preacher guy, like that really yeah. skinny, creepy guy. I Wait, literally oh. had a nightmare. <laughs> I had a nightmare. And like, I woke up in the middle of the night, like terrified of that, like character. So great makeup by Rip Baker, but fucking really creepy character. I'm getting a. Are we getting a, is audio issues? Eric, you have some major audio issues going you? on. It, it, You're crackling some... and popping or something. I don't know. No, what I'm not. Talking. Yeah. Well, you figure that out. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll make. We talked about the Oscars real quick. Um, yes, did you guys see that the, that the Razzies nominations have been uh, released, oh! including our our boy David Spade has been nominated for the Wrong Missy. So um, sorry, sorry to say, which I actually like the Wrong Missy, but uh, you know what are you gonna do? I mean, he's right up there with his buddy Adam Sandler, and as you mentioned, uh, Doctor, you mentioned Doolittle. Doolittle has been nominated for a bunch of things, including um, worst actor for Robert De Niro. He's or, or Robert De Niro. I mean Robert Downey Jr. Right oh, up there I with forgot Mike about Liddell, Doolittle. The My yeah, Pillow was... guy has been nominated for My Pillow. Oh come on! What, what movie was he in? Uh, Absolute Proof. Oh, okay. Well, if he was in a movie, then it counts. Okay, Eric, what do you think of that? Yeah, I watched him as well. Uh, I, I read the nominations, and I think Anne Hathaway Eric, was uh, like two nominees. Why don't, why don't you leave and come right back? Because it's—I don't know why it's happening. Sorry, everybody. Sometimes these things happen, but we're going to work it out, and uh, you know. 
technical okay. difficulties. What's she gonna do? Uh, yeah, it could difficult be a conversation. Thing. But uh, yeah. I feel bad for some of these people. You know, I always kind of feel bad for like the uh, for the Razzie people. I mean, like Eddie Murphy recently said that he kind of stopped acting for quite some time after he was nominated for a Razzie. That it just hit him so hard. And like you know, some of these people have done like they're trying pretty hard. And so, like you know, Ron Howard was nominated for a bunch of stuff. For a Hilly Hillbilly Elegy was nominated for all kinds of Razzies. Katie Holmes, who has been out of the game for a while, she finally kind of yeah. comes back and, she, and like she's she's double nominated for worst actress. Like I'm making, like I like Katie Holmes. Like I'm, I'm a little worried she's gonna see this and, <laughs> and not act oh. anymore. But you know what are you gonna do? I hope that doesn't uh, happen, Eric. What I do you hope think? Doesn't either. Yeah, we're just talking about the Razzies and how they kind of you know they kind of hurt people's feelings too. But also Rudy Giuliani was nominated for one, so it's like it's kind of like ah. I like when people. Check, check, check. I like when people come to accept them. I think like Ben Affleck came to get his in person. Like, like fuck them. Like it's, it's tongue in cheek anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. okay. Well, there you it is. That's a, yeah. You do. You sound great. Thank you. And I wanted to say thank you to everybody who participates with the show and makes it what it is. Don't forget cinnamonidepod at protonmail.com. Cinnamonidepod on. We got Instagram and Facebook page. Travis posted some movies he's been watching. So if he doesn't get to all of them in the show, you can see everything that he watched on our Facebook page. Right, Travis? That's true. Bruce Willis was nominated for three Razzies for three different three, three. Yeah, fuck him. I, fuck I like him. him less and less as every year goes. Phoning everything in. He's doing like Nick Cage, like where he's just kind of getting paychecks, but he's not doing it with the gusto that Cage is. Where like even like even like like Vengeance: The Love Story, which I mentioned, was like not a good movie, but his performance was still fun. You know, it was. Um, so whatever. So I wanted to show you guys this. Uh, here you go. Those of you that can see things. Yes, the, <laughs> on the live feed. This is from Russell Withers, one of our our favorite, favorite community members to the show. Made this great gif of the Cinema 9 pod. And for those of you that can't see, yep, this is a bully clip. This is straight from our favorite movie, Bully. Well done, Russell. Join the movie. crew. It says, join the crew in Cinema 9. And it's got a panning, rotating shot of everybody in Bully. Oh, thank you, Russell. You made me laugh when I saw that earlier. I really... Well, Rather enjoyed that. That's at least six episodes until I'm watching Bully still because it's you know it's got to be six episodes straight with that we don't talk about it before I will watch it. Once that happens, I will watch it. Uh, wow! I commit to that. Damn it! Oh shit! Well, that was worth that was a thank you, Russell. Great <laughs> well, thank gift. You, Russell. Yeah. Hey, great gift, <laughs> Dad. All right. <laughs> well, it's time for the main event this week. This movie does it hold Bam. up? The feature segment, the segment that we are known for across the globe, even in Great Britain, we are ranked Infamous. in the top 100 for film history podcasts. So thank you, Great Britain, for listening to us and considering us. And I actually think that's quite an honor because you know theater goes back hundreds of years in Great Britain. It really all the acting, some of the best actors that ever lived. Great yeah, but fil film doesn't go back hundreds of years. <laughs> well, no, but you know that's the legacy. You know, it's okay. the next the globe step, yes. and whatnot. Sure. If they had had yeah. film, yeah, they would have. They, they would have been recording things. Yeah, they would have absolutely. absolutely. But you know, See, look, Olivier, film history. We're Peter doing tool. Yeah, I mean, some legends <laughs> over there. So, anyways, yes, thank you Tom for being Holland. a part of the show. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yes, it's time for the. Final conclusion on Joe Dirt, 2001 film featuring <laughs> David Spade. No way I'd ever sell you, Meteor. Not in a million years. But just for laughs, let's see how much you're worth. Well, it ain't a Meteor. Yeah, it is. It came out of the sky. Well, I'm sure it did, but it ain't no Meteor. It's a big old frozen chunk of shit. What? Oh, yeah. 
See, them airplanes, they dump their toilets 36,000 feet, and the stuff freezes and falls to Earth. We call them Boeing bombs. No, that, that, that can't be. That's not what it is. No, I'm afraid so. You see the peanut? Dead giveaway. Yeah, that's, that's a space peanut. No, I'm afraid not. This is a big old frozen chunk of poopy. Dude, you were eating off it. <laughs> this is um, this is probably the most bozo movie possibly we've done. I would say uh, even more bozo than other guys. Yeah, this is officially. Yeah. I, you know, like I knew I was yeah. going to throw out a curveball. I had like two other movie titles in my head. I didn't know that this was going to be what came out of my mouth. But once it did, like you know, I was married to it. I guess. Good. Well, this is why we do the show. We're supposed to expose ourselves. Eric, have you ever seen uh, Joe Dirt prior to this? No, I've, ne I've never seen Joe Dirt, so I'm not coming in with well, any nostalgia, uh, any no, attachments. Well, then, yeah. so. well, well, then, then you're going to hate it. That's, well, you're going to hate it. That's fine. That's You should. We already know it doesn't hold up for Eric. Mike, you've seen it when you are when you were a young man, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> right. saw this. Uh, so, cause, cause right. It's not going to like it's not a good movie. We, 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 know, we know that if you don't have any nostalgia for this movie, you're not going to sit down and be like, hmm. Well, <laughs> that you don't know that. Pretty good. Don't, you're, I think you're pushing <laughs> a little bit uh, too much. Right, of your right, parents, right. so. I don't mean to speak for Eric. Talking Eric, to a guy who loved over the top with French dubbing earlier. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> all right, well, I'll start with you, all Travis. Right. So you saw this movie you know, on DVD, I assume, a year or so after it came out. Dude, I saw it in theaters when I when I was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> When I wow. was in film school, um, uh, one of my good buddies, Brad, lived in an apartment complex. It was right next door to a dollar theater. So we're going to film school. We have crazy schedules, and there's a dollar theater right there. We saw fucking everything. And that was a time in my life where one time I even went by myself. I skipped class to go see Lucky Numbers in theaters by myself with John, John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow. So that's like I was seeing every fucking thing. I'll wow. see, I'd see any movie. Um, and... Uh, but also, like, you know, we were smoking a lot, and uh, we was a bunch of 21-year-olds. You know, it hit us right in the funny bone, and I, you know, I bought it on DVD. I didn't even, like, I don't think I even rented it ever. I, I bought it, and, and I watched it over and over and over, <laughs> and over again. And it's definitely um, still, like, one of the movies that, like, I will generally just kind of throw a quote out of, you know, even though it's been a good, I don't know, 15 years since I'd watched it. Uh, it the quotes are plentiful in this movie for me at least so i figured uh, i guess I, just, I was due to watch it again and then last week we had uh not last week but the last time it was my turn to pick a movie i picked the fairly heavy uh be, the place beyond the pines and i thought why not shift gears drastically well it's definitely a drastic shift no doubt about it Eric <laughs> brandstrip you had no so you you never saw this movie do you remember when it came out do you remember the no. uh, buzz on joe dirt no no, I just know Joe Dirt wears has that mullet and like he walks around like a meter that's shit. That's all I knew about it. Jamie Presley, I think. Uh, that's, Rock. that's it. That's okay. all I knew about it. I sat there with my pen and paper wearing like my reading glasses <laughs> with like an Earl Grey tea. And I'm like, what am I about to fucking critically like review this this picture? I set the pen down immediately. Okay. Well, I remember when this movie came out. Kind of, but I I don't actually have a great recall because it came out in 2001, and I I didn't go to the theater much in 2001. I really didn't. 
it was a year where I, I just didn't go to the theater. 2002, I started going to the theater a lot more again. I'm not sure why. Uh, I didn't have a lot of money, expendable income either uh, my life. Actually, the one movie I did see in theaters in 2001 was Castaway at a dollar theater. Funny enough, Travis. So I did see that at the dollar theater. But that was Ooh, only great. because I was walking around Dallas. And it was so hot. that when I found a dollar, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to spend three hours in this air-conditioned theater. I don't care what movie it is. Turns out it was a pretty good movie, but... Boy, it felt so good to be in there. It was so nice and cool, man. <laughs> you found a dollar in Dallas. <laughs> I did. It's not like a fucking country song. I found a dollar in Dallas. <laughs> it really happened. It's a true story. We're uh, to the dollar it. theater and saw Castaway. <laughs> Look down my dollar at the goddamn counter. We should do a country album. We really should. Let's do it. So. So, uh, yeah, I definitely saw this on DVD. And, in fact, I feel like I probably saw it on DVD at the dump. It just feels like that would have happened there for sure. Not um, not the garbage dunk for, dump for the uninitiated. That's a, yeah. a place we used to live. It's a home. Yeah. We, we reference it a lot. Like, like, if people don't know us personally, they're like, these guys hang out at the garbage dump a lot. They used to live <laughs> at the garbage dump? No, it was a home. It was a house. Like, 20 dudes lived there. It's stupid. <laughs> Get on down to the dump, Ipsy Dump. That's right. So it's in Ypsilanti, Michigan. It's still standing if you want to drive by it. 1304 Washington Avenue. Beautiful house. It's got a red door on it now. Not bad. And it's right across the street. While you're there, get some Dom Donuts. Do Dom not miss donuts. out on those Dom Donuts. Still good. Um, we'll never forget Kyle Botel climbing out of the window to avoid having to pay the rent. <laughs> We, we didn't have just name check him on it. You just told him. <laughs> we all did some dumb shit in those You realize days. we're live. Yeah, you just called out Kyle Bottel. Wow, that's funny. Climbed out the window, <laughs> rolled down the hill to avoid that rent money. Come on. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it was a, it's a place where we lived. And that's where when when Travis moved in, uh, you know, we watched a lot of movies together. You know, the classic No Man's Land always comes to mind, which is, you know, I think about bringing that one in maybe one day. I've, I've considered it recently. It's a film about two guys stuck in the UN war zone with the the Serbian Bosnian conflict uh, and that was great so oh, Travis always brought home a lot of movies and he had a big ass collection that was starting to brew so I'm sure that Joe Dirt was one of those and that's where I assume I saw this film that's my best guess although I don't have I cannot recall the exact moment where I saw it but uh it definitely became a repeat viewer because it's really easy to watch so it's just it's just easy it's natural so I've seen this movie a lot there's no doubt about it but well, I did not look up I'm sorry to interrupt. But Eric said, is it? And I'm thinking it was when you're 21. I don't know about when you're 40. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry to interrupt. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. I'd, I've seen this movie in the last two years for sure. Because yeah. I would, if I had it available, it was easy to throw on. And if it was on TV, which I never do, I don't have TV anymore. But when there still was TV, I probably would watch it if it was on. Because it's just, it's just easy to watch. I don't know. I find it, it's just something that can fly by, waste an hour and a half, no problemo. You're Joe Meteorite and I'm Joe Dirt. <laughs> So I did not look up the score because I want to participate in this one. So the IMDb score, uh, I'm going to say people like this movie, but they don't love it. It can't be a classic. So I'm going to say it's in the sixes. I'm going to say it's a 6.3. It's a classic 6.3. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess it's even lower than that because uh, people that like it probably love it. But it is like the... It, like it's a happy Madison and it's not one of the happy Madison ones that people talk about a lot. I'm going to guess it's like the high fives. I'm going to say 5.8. Hmm. Eric. 1.6. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me again I was wrong about Eric's estimation of this movie. <laughs> uh, no. The answer is 6.0. All right. Right All on right. a six. So, right. and actually 
less reviews than I thought, only 51,000. Usually we get in the hundreds of thousands, so I'm surprised by that as well, but hey, what do I know? I don't know everything. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, anybody? uh, (laughs) Is this a fresh film on Rotten Tomatoes, anybody? (laughs) I'm going to say it is green. You are correct, sir. 10%. This is an all-time low by far for this show. 10%. I mean, that's a little harsh. 10 the critics not but the audience gives it a nice healthy buttery bucket of popcorn 63 percent. so this is by far the biggest disparity we have had on a film by far well over 50 percent that is reviews let's see who is paid to review this film critically (laughs) he's not chime in on this one well as always we give you the reviews on the show we got four pages of reviews and as we scroll through i do not see destin yet but there's a lot of splats like you said i mean peter travers the rolling stone eminent critic said in one scene raw sewage is dumped on joe (laughs) see joe dirt and you'll know how that feels See Joe Dirt, and you'll know how that raw feels. sewage. Yeah, that's harsh. Uh, our local guy, Detroit Free Press Terry Lawson. Miller's reduced to the guy in the back seat, spouting off obscure nerdisms when everyone else just wants to talk dirty and get stupid. That that's, is isn't that what we would expect of Miller? I mean, yeah, he's... he couldn't help himself if he tried, right? He never plays a character; he's being himself. He's he's going to come in there and make his references. Yeah, he he I think to. I'm pretty sure it was a one day thing for him too. I uh, yeah, one or two days. I remember I watched the uh, um, commentary back in the day, and I'm pretty sure it was like it was an afternoon for the dude. <laughs> I believe I believe it completely. Uh, our old pal, rest in power, Mister uh, Roger Ebert says this is real simple. Joe Dirt doesn't waste any time letting you know where it stands. That's it. Oh yeah, it's so. immediately stupid. Like it starts off stupid <laughs> and saying stupid. It's not the trying only, to be anything other than stupid. Yeah, I, I can't find Destin, unfortunately. That's a damn shame. I guess uh, 2001, he had better things to do. But uh, Lawrence Topman of the Charlotte Observer, this is a fresh one. This is a rare fresh. Is Joe Dirt satisfying? a satisfying way to spend a mindless evening at the multiplex some hot Saturday? Yeah. So there you go. Just kind of what you did, Travis. Just head on down to the multiplex. It is. So, yeah, overwhelming, uh, you know, a lot of negativities and splats. So, Joe Dirt. It's a movie David Spade carries. And I will say this. It's impressive. He does a pretty good job in this movie because, you know, he kind of got it. He built his chops doing the Tommy Boys and the Black Sheep with Farley. Farley dies. Right. Yeah. And Farley dies. And then you're like, oh, shit, what is David Spade going to do now? And he actually, I will say this. He does a good job. I want to talk about David Spade here for a second in this role. I thought he did. He carries this movie. I think he does. I I mean... There's no one else that follow that we that we're following. It's, it's his movie, yeah. you know. I mean, like it's, it's uh, and and like, it's one of those things. If you if you don't like David Spade, you're not going to care for this movie. That's for sure. But, yeah, but I, I, I would disagree with that. I would disagree think, because it's think, not like the class. Like he's it transcends. This is the this is the total opposite of like the Spade we know from like the Hollywood Minute and being the cynical asshole. This is the total opposite of that. That's true. That's true. This is. I mean, I mean, it's a very earnest role. Uh, yeah. He's a very earnest character. And, um, you know, it's, it's very, um, it's not as mocking of, I'm going to say the words white trash because I've 
been called white trash before, so I, I don't, I'm not going to get kicked off of Facebook now for saying. <laughs> anyways, I but think apparently right. you, yeah. you can now these days. Uh, it's happened to people. Yeah, yeah. I can't say can't can't say white trash anymore, but I'm going to. Anyways, um, it's it's. I mean, it's a lot. It's 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 not mocking to white trash. It's really more love letter in a lot of ways. It's it's kind of like humanizing and kind of like it's funny, but it's not like insulting. Most I don't know. It's it makes me think of this book. I'm trying to think of the title. I want to say it's called. Um, uh, the many lives of Shepard Lee, something like that. It's like this book from the 1800s about this guy that like would just like die and then come back into these different lives. And he like, you know, he's like a rich man, then he's a slave, and then he's like somebody else, and he like bounces around. And it's kind of like Joe, I mean, Joe Dirt is like a classic epic tale someone trying to get home or like get to a quest he's meeting people along the way and he's and he's doing this stuff and he's like living these different lives like now he's a carny now he's florida man you know now and now he's <laughs> this guy like he, it's like oh i'm gonna explore all these different like uh tropes of 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 lower class whiteness and and not necessarily in like a again like you're, he's generally cynical so you, you'd think it was going to be like he's going to be pissing all over these people but he's really not I mean he, for the most part he's not I wouldn't think yeah Dennis Miller is like the version Dennis Miller is always like he is but he's kind of what David Spade is when David Spade's not in character at least on Saturday Night Live he's the cynical kind of asshole and making fun of him and he's like hey you know he calls him a beautiful loser. And Joe's like, I'll go, I'll leave. You know, Joe doesn't appreciate that. And he's always putting up the Dukes, you know, <laughs> mic check one, mic check two. And Eric, did you laugh at that when he puts up the Dukes? I laughed one time and we, we can talk about it when you're ready. But No, uh, we're ready now. Go ahead. Yeah. And like, like, Joe you Dirt is like trying to look sexy for Jamie Presley. I, I was Dang. laughing. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Hey, um, I, like, I like David Spade. I mean, I, he he was hilarious on SNL, and and you're right, he's not the classic sarcastic prick, which he made an entire career on. I came in ready to laugh, like I I wasn't like you know against this, like I was just fucking stupid, like like I was ready to laugh, but like it, it wasn't there for me. In fact, a lot of Happy Madison films they they always have like this formula, like where the the lead character's stupid, and then, like, you always have to, like, cut to these side characters for, like, their one line or, like, one reaction. And the whole script is just – it wasn't funny. And the worst part for me about the script is the the balance because you have, like, this extreme – it's it's hard for me to uh, critique this, but, like, you have this extremely – Joe Dirt. How is it hard to critique Joe Dirt? It's not similar. <laughs> I, I know. Well, it, with any much insight. You have this extremely like infantile humor that like a, ch a kid could watch and chuckle at, like the the crocodile. But then you have the other extreme where like I, like I'm fucking my sister, and like it's either or. Like I would have preferred they stuck with just like a straight crass R-rated comedy or something just really like silly and stupid, like like the Ernest films. I feel like it's hmm. kind of I feel, I feel like it's pretty in keeping with you know late '90s, early 2000s Happy Madison features, and that it's pretty much geared towards you know men boys 13 to 25 you know like poop. it's not it's, Multiple it's not poop jokes yeah it's not particularly cerebral it's not you know um not trying to be uh it is you know over the top stupid in some places like i mean like, you know do i have criticisms for this film of course why does dennis leary or dennis miller why does he talk about brandy's ass like he's like he can see it 
What is that? What is what is happening that you're talking about? Like her, like like why? Why you know does um the 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 hairstylist when Joe Dirt is asked if he was, would cut his mullet, you know they, they go they repeat what he did. Joe Dirt was just asked if he'd ever cut his mullet, and you can tell he's you know he's never even thought of it before. Um, you know there's there's flaws in this movie. They're yeah, short. what about he asked that girl to show her you know her boobs? He's, <laughs> that was totally oh, yeah. bogus. Oh, he's yeah. holding up the place Creep for this booby yeah, tank. He's trying to make being a yeah that's a. I mean that is like no, it's on, uh, yeah. That, there's, there's there's parts about this movie that didn't age well, and 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 it, I'll go ahead and get into the biggest problem I have with this movie on this viewing. <laughs> um, it's it's a homophobic movie. I mean, there this movie is just rampant with with casual homophobia throughout. And yeah. on one hand, that is both you know it's 2001, so it's unsurprising. And for two, like he is playing a certain kind of character. He's not the most ad advanced or evolved dude. Um, but you know, when you're dealing with a character that it's like the, the central point of the movie is that like this dude's got heart, right? Like that he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a, he's, he's like, he's, he's, he's a scrappy, like, you know, you might shit on him, but he's got heart. He's a good person and to infuse like constant casual homophobia into like his almost every joke throughout the whole movie. Uh, it makes it hard to watch in 2021. Homophobe with a heart of gold. That's what you got going on here. It is. Yeah. And that's a, that's a bummer because it's just not going to fly now. And I, I didn't find it as funny at all. Like, I mean, the fact that he, we're supposed to feel bad for him too. We're supposed to feel like empathy for this guy's been pushed around his whole life. But then you throw in these casual homophobic remarks here and there and everywhere. I will say that it was part of these types of films in the period. And right. I'm going to, I'm going to fight for the context of a film. I don't agree <laughs> with it, but this is just how movies were made. We could pull up 50 films like this right. from anywhere, anywhere from like the late 90s into the early 2000s, and even up until 2010, probably, yeah. with uh, The Hangover and other films like this. I mean, it, it's always like seen as bogus. Even The Basketball Diaries. I watched The Basketball Diaries the other day, and, you know, Leo Caprio plays Jim Carroll, and he's addicted to heroin, so he lets guys suck his dick. So he can get money for heroin or to get heroin. And they Which make never made it, sense it to a, me. Like, aren't yeah, you I sucking know. dick for yeah. money? Like, who, who's paying to suck dick? Yeah, I feel like what really happened is Jim Carroll did suck people's dicks to get money the other way around. That's what happened. But he didn't want to admit that because he was, it's a homophobic comment in the end because Leo DiCaprio was like, oh, this is the most disgusting thing that has ever happened to me in the world. It's, these are extremes everywhere. They're just all over movies. That's my point. It doesn't matter if it's a drama or if it's one of these stupid ass movies. It's just how society was looking at people. Look, we barely had gay characters coming out on TV shows until the late 90s and stuff. Right. That's why Bottle Rocket and other movies were there. What was a movie we did recently where it was like, oh, wow, it was cool. It was like kind of advanced for its time. I can't remember which one because we do so many, but I agree with you, Travis, and I'm not going to I'm not going to defend the other side of that point at all. I know you're right to, to contextualize it. Like, I mean, like there's a reason why, like I've seen this movie a million times again, it's been like 15 years, but that I didn't think of it that way. You know, I didn't, I didn't remember any of that. Cause it's, it was super common uh, to comedies, especially from the era. Um, but yeah, like the biggest insult you could give a character is calling him a, a fag, excuse the language, but that's like, it's like that's a prime insult for anything like, to, to give. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm canceled. But you know what I mean? Even Bill and Ted would go, would call each other that and it's just tossed around yeah. so often. And oh, yeah. I'm glad it's gone. Yeah. It's very, all over movies. Yeah. Very glad it's gone. But, but yeah. So like watching this movie, I laughed many times watching this movie and, you know, and, um, but that 
constant thread. Like it's it, it's hard not to, like as you say. Like on one hand, like part of me is like, yeah, it's it's two thousand one. On the other hand, when we're dealing with a character that we're that we're supposed to find charming because of his resilience and his like his heart and his his, you know all the all these things he's supposed to be like a good person at 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 at, in you know above all and uh it just you know so it just made it harder to to feel that way about him because generally that was always how i felt about this movie before that it's stupid it makes me laugh which i felt (laughs) both those things when i watched it the other night but also that it had a heart you know that like because you know he's he's like the only he sits down and dennis miller is immediately like hey what's up fucking freak like piece of shit you know and he's like well i guess i'll just sit here and let you call me a piece of shit for a while uh because he's like so desperate for approval right like i mean like because this is we're talking about a character who's abused since birth literally like ha, he's, he's got something with his skull and that's why but like literally he's abused since birth <laughs> his parents abandoned him and then, and then abandoned by his parents and like he's got deep like emotional issues about like trauma. approval right <laughs> uh and so to the point that he will like accept all kinds of like abuse from people in uh in the hopes but like he's but he just it's like if i'm a good person good things will happen to me and like ultimately that that is true but like when you throw in that homophobic bit yeah isn't that what's insinuated in the buffalo bob stuff too right like that oh i heard he did more than that is that what they're nothing happened with that guy nothing (laughs) happened yeah the running (laughs) joke right yeah i I assume he kills people but then he also does weird stuff in the end christopher walken's in this movie though i mean (laughs) reputable legendary actor christopher walken plays a part He's a, he's a role player in this movie. It clearly just wound up and let go. Like, go ahead, Chris. Do your thing. Yes. Yeah, give yeah. him a show that. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> it's a free-for-all. Kid yeah. Rock is in this movie. Kid Rock, I, I don't God like Kid Rock, it. but he's perfect for this movie. I will say that. He fits he's, right he's, into that world. He's not bad. <laughs> he's yeah. actually perfect for the role. <laughs> Def Leppard Sucks was an improv, and it's one of the funnier parts of the whole movie, I think, honestly. Yeah, Def I Leppard agree. sucks. It um, worked out. Fred Ward's in this movie too. I mean, there's kind of nice. Role. Fred Ward replaced Gary Busey. That was supposed to be Gary. It was filmed Gary Busey and Roseanne Barr, and it was so Aww. over the top that they took that they decided not to put it in the movie. Can you imagine this Gosh. fucking movie with a performance so over the top that they didn't put it in there? I'd love to see the footage. <laughs> I would love to have had that been an experience, but that's okay. I'd, you got a lot of solid acting in this role, so I'll give them that. The story, who cares? Do we care? Does anybody? Did anyone get emotional about this story on this thing? <laughs> uh, I got emotional um, when Charlie's balls were stuck to the porch and they just kept on like silly putty, like getting stressed back and forth. I felt for the dog <laughs> in those moments. Um, no, I, 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 you know, I actually have gotten emotional to this movie. I'm kind of ashamed of it in the past. I have because like the, the, there is like this whole element running through it about like, you know, looking for family, and the, you know he he's he's so down on himself that he doesn't realize that this beautiful woman, who's a perfect catch, like the the, the town beauty, is into him and always yeah. has been. But he hates himself so much because of his childhood that like he just can't even imagine it, and he like doesn't see it. So I think that there's a lot of there there is like a lot of like sympathetic stuff about his character. But no, this time I I, I did not get emotional. <laughs> yes, Brandy, played by Brittany Daniel, who. Uh... Also is known as the woman from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or the man slash woman who becomes a man who becomes a woman. I can't remember which way she. Yeah, goes, she, she plays in some really problematic stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, well, just, it was funny on that show. I'll give she's her that. Funny. But she's funny it, and beautiful. Yeah. She is a uh, perfect country girl of his desire. But he actually admits to himself in the movie that 
I think she actually likes me. And then, like, he gets pooped on by everybody else in his life, including Kid Rock and those bozo, right. bozo driving, crew behind him. That's them driving that point home that everybody's shitting on him all the time is like what yeah. keeps him from seeing that. Yeah, that Molar World <laughs> scene where he's floating around, that is the worst shot scene. It looks so bad. It's just so dumb. It's not even funny at all with the ass. The co- okay, so he's flying in this basket balloon that is, there's a storm yeah. coming in from Molar Wizard of Oz. Yeah, and the eh, the hot it's not a hot air balloon. It doesn't have flames in it. It doesn't have the ability to really go that far. But there he is, thirty six thousand feet. Privacy. Yes, <laughs> and the pilot right shows there. her butt cheeks. The, the pilots moon him in the cockpit of the plane that's up there, and he's just it's just it looks so bad. Dude. It's just yeah. a terrible yeah. looking shot. I mean, it's absurd. The movie's absurd. The, I mean, a, a man he gets his foot caught in a train thing. Expects a dog to like I don't know use a phone and call the cops or something it's a, <laughs> loses a leg and is home by dinner i mean yes. like the movie is it's a fucking happy madison movie like it's not it's not following logic it doesn't have to follow logic it, it, yeah but that's what know, they do though they throw the heart at all happy medicine movies they do try to like oh there's this heart to it that's why they right. make money because they this is almost like a family picture like it's crass enough where it's not but it's not so crass that like oh it's pg-13 we could bring the whole family along and all exactly. laugh yeah, walking's dead boner i mean no, that's still, that's going to fly. Yeah. I, there might be one or two scenes where it would have got cut, but this is PG-13, is it not? Yeah. I, actually, I, I think it, it is. I didn't check, yeah. but it probably but that's what is. they do. The grown-ups and all these things, there's these sexual innuendos, fart jokes, all this stuff, and that's how Happy Medicine's been killing it. That's what they oh, yeah. do, and there's this segment of America that's like, hey, let's just take the whole family there. We might get a few laughs, and we can keep them busy for two hours, and that's how they've been yeah. getting it done for decades. Adam Sandler also nominated for a Razzie this year for Hubie Halloween. There you go. Which, you know, wasn't great. But but so that's the thing with Happy Madison movies. Like, you don't go in thinking, hey, this is going to be, like, an important film. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, you, you crack a beer and you, you know, you put it in on a Saturday afternoon or really more likely, like, a Saturday at 11 p.m., you know? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the kind of stuff you put on because it's, you know, uh, it, it's, just, it's pure escapism. Uh, the film that defined a generation, <laughs> Joe Dirt. Uh, you know, I, it's 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 a dumb movie. It's a fucking dumb movie. So I definitely can it. say that I would have hated this like ten times more if not for the fucking great soundtrack featuring every single classic rock song like ever yeah. from the seventies. Yeah, it's a great soundtrack. But yeah, it does well, this they- thing, and and fucking Happy Madison does this all the time. They 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 have this this great soundtrack, but it, the direction and like the musical direction is so haphazard and sloppy that you get like literally like three seconds of like a huge hit before they have to move on. It's right. like it's just not enough. It leaves me hanging every time. Maybe when I start getting into the song, they cut it off just so somebody can say something stupid. Hey, come on, Kevin Nealon's in this movie. You didn't like that? No, it wasn't funny. And I brain scripts are all fucking terrible. Look him up. I love it when he's like, yeah, interesting. <laughs> But yeah, no, the movie is made for people with short attention spans. I mean, like it's not, I mean, that's, that's partly why the music's cutting like that. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's, 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 there's a reason why there's a, you know, there's a, there's a joke every fucking minute and 30 seconds or so if, or, or more. Well over half the budget of this film went to the soundtrack. Oh, easily. Whatever happened to Jamie Presley? Uh, well, she did, uh, you know, My Name is Earl. That was a big hit for her for a few years. And I don't know, she just got older and maybe she wanted to have a family. I don't know. Maybe she just wanted to live an independent lifestyle on her own. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've seen her pop up 
and a handful of things. I mean, that's that is one of the nice things about the movie. You, you get Adam Beach in there too. You get Rosanna Arquette. You know, you you get you get oh, a, yeah. a fair smattering of, of of decent little side folks. Um, oh, by you know, the way, uh, Jamie Presley. See, guys, this is why we don't know this. She's been on the series, the TV show Mom, for the last seven years I as Jill, Mom on CBS with actually reputable actors. Uh, she's not even. Uh, yeah, no, I've seen it. She's not. She's not even one of the mains though. She's like. Uh, she's like plays a friend. Um, Jill. It, I, don't I have. Know. I've yeah. watched. Uh, Allison Janney. Yeah, yeah, Allison Janney. Anna, Anna Ferris left the show recently, but. Uh, oh well, maybe she's played a more prominent role because in 2021, Jill's in every episode. So. Oh, she's probably bumped up then. Yeah. But uh, it, it was decent stuff. I've seen a few episodes. It was good. But there's no movies. Like, there's there's no movies in her IMDb anymore. She did a, two episodes on BoJack Horseman, but that's it. She just really isn't in film anymore. It's just not there. I don't she know may why. not have, you know, I mean, a lot of times people just have start, you know, their lives take other directions. Seth Rogen is, like, making pottery and, like, weed stuff now. Jim Belushi is selling <laughs> weed now. Apparently all the actors are doing stuff with weed now. Where the weed at? Where the weed at? Yeah, you know, she being on TV also is conducive to somebody who maybe is trying to have a family because you don't have to go far away. You can right. work there hey. in the same sitcom life is all right, it's there every day. Sure. But anyways, that I, I mean, what else can you say about this movie? It's what else could we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean I will say this. The, I laughed the hardest this point in when I on this viewing at the same point where I always laugh the hardest in this movie, where he's like, I'm totally, I was totally bombed on insecticide. I think the whole bit where he's like in the fucking, he thinks he's in a circus and he's like sitting in the sink. And then the, oh, the, yeah. the, the, his father, you know, looks like came out looking like father time and Richard Ramirez, that whole like 30 second yeah. bit always makes me cackle my ass off. Uh, and it did this time as well. So there you go. Uh, I would want to throw that out there. Eric, any more criticisms? Well, they keep cutting to like the people listening to the show, and like I just find that like like so like like we talked about like like J- Joe Dirt's getting made fun of immediately by Dennis Miller's like old fashioned as hell like eighties jokes, and then like the listeners are making fun of them too, right? Constantly, like like everyone in the world is listening to this like radio show. And then, like, after a while, like, they all start to get on Joe's side. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, this huge, like, cultural, like, icon. Like, yep. all that just, it just doesn't work for me. TRL, well, you just watched, Daily pops in. You just watched uh, talk radio. So, you know, I know. comparing I a movie talk, with, talk. yeah, movies with radio in them and trying to make those fly. That's not always easy to do. And I actually think they do a decent job of keeping this moving only because, like Travis said, it's very short attention span theater, constant next town, next place, next spot, next song, yada, yada, yada. That's the only way in terms of like the organizational structure of the film. It works. I will give it that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to let you guys have at it. I was miserable. I was, I was, like I said, I came in there to laugh and the script wasn't there. Like you said, they probably spent the whole budget on these songs and the script just needed a few more passes for me. It just, it was, it was painful. What could they have done? What could they have done, Eric? Made the jokes funnier. Fred Fred Wolf is not funny. Like I hated all of his sketches on SNL and this, all of his scripts always are just, toilet humor for me and it's like it's one thing to like be silly and like make fart jokes and like someone's getting shit on but that in and of itself isn't funny like like i'm not the world's biggest fred wolf fan i'm not gonna sit here and and defend him and joe dirt too was so bad um that he directed i mean it was just incredibly bad 
Um, you know, so uh, you know, you, you you feel how you feel. I, I couldn't sit here. And, and I couldn't <laughs> sit here. Like, it, it's it's comedy. Too, yeah, David, David Spade, Spade wrote it too. Yeah. So he why is it not and, just Fred Will as far as I know, unless you know something oh, I don't yeah, know. Oh, no, no, it's, it's it's Spade as well. And to me, like you know, it's 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 funny enough. There are parts where it's like that, that don't hold up as well, and usually it's the potty humor type stuff. The the funniest parts to me have always been the just mostly Spade's delivery of a lot of stuff. The feast your eyes on a feast of smoke, you know, just like <laughs> why he, he just he's got a lot of. I think he's you know it's a lot of it's him and his lines and stuff. The the what's happening in the movie, a lot of the bits and stuff usually fall very short. Um, uh, like me, the fucking wig at the end, like the fucking like the last wig that he gets, yeah. like that was the biggest end, like last joke yeah, fail. Hey, I'm cool now. And he says that too, like he knows that that fucking joke fell flat, like he knows it didn't work. But listen, uh, this, listen, know, listen, 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 this is Fred Wolf, uh, drunk parents, Joe Dirt 2, grown ups 2, grown ups 1, strange oh, wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> I want candy uh, without a paddle. Dickie Roberts, oh, former yeah. child star, Joe this Dirt. Crash. And I mean, Dirty Work. I like Dirty Work. Dirty Work's good. So I'll give okay. Fred Wolf a pass on that. But those are all written by Fred Wolf. And generally, nine out of those 10 are trash. So, but well, he's made a lot of money. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, Congratulations, right. Fred. Start out as a comedian. I, I don't mean to trash because I know a lot of people like this, inc including my wife. She's like, I, it's, it's just funny to me. It's just what, funny. Joe Dirt. Oh. Joe Dirt, even. Uh, I, I, if I were to like try to centralize my complaint, it's that the script is like it's not like clever in any way at all. It's like just stupid. Like I'm a fan of like some Fairly Brothers stuff. They're stupid, but like I could never write like that well, even for a really stupid comedy. You know what I mean? This is just like just dumb shit happening that that's not like <laughs> smart. Like in even in the way that it's written. Well, growing up where we grew up, though, I laugh. I'm laughing at a lot of these characters because there were people. Like all the car stuff and like Auto Trader, like th these people were everywhere at the high school <laughs> yeah, we went to, yeah, and we used funny. to make fun of them. I admit it, and I would still make fun of them. I, I don't get this car obsession culture. I never have. I never will. And that's <laughs> it's just so ingrained. So I probably laughed at the people more in this movie when I was younger, and now I'm just like, yeah, that's probably how people are. But you know, if that's how they want to live, I'm not as like I was probably a little more hardcore on the laughing at them than 20 years ago than I was now. I'm like, eh, people want to live their life away. Who cares? So. You know, I mean, can do we have to talk about like, because clearly this is like Southerner culture, like hillbillies, like probably Republicans and all that. So I don't know how much we want to get into the weeds about this comes out nowadays. Is it all just like uh, like a bunch of MAGA hats and all this other shit? Or is it just, you know, innocent in its depiction of just like silly Southern people? What? I mean, I find it pretty, pretty innocent. I mean, like I, I like it stays I, out of it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't think, I like about it. I don't think it would touch political stuff. It might, it might, you know, like it's funny because I mean it, it's dealing with a lot of other kind of tropes and issues and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, but um, so playfully and uh, casually that like you can't even if it, like if, if you thought maybe it was trying to make some sort of statement, you'd be like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. just you know, the, 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 the state. Yeah, it's just stupid. When Brandy says, "Oh, I'm so, yeah, I only have enough money for one extra Dairy Queen Blizzard," yeah, that was funny. That's, I could see that happening. Like, eh, she's paying Joe's way, and he still doesn't. Get, it's so funny. That's so. I mean, his cluelessness is—it's somewhat charming. I will say, I, I will give him that. And Spade pulls that off. I will give him credit for that. Absolutely, he pulls off the character. I mean, like it's—it's uh, it's a. It's a fairly unique and iconic character, and it's not just the wig that that's doing that. 
Um, no, it's very quotable movie. It's a, it's a definitely like there were there were drops I could take from this film that I would play because they're they, they fly. They're funny. They're, there's quick little bits here in this movie where you laugh. You're like, oh, <laughs> whistling bungholes, Husker do's, Husker don'ts. That's funny. Do's, I still say don't. that. Okay. I love yeah. that. But so overall, we got, a, I mean, uh, we got. I'm sorry, Mike, but the the picture is directed by Denny Gordon, a female oh. TV director, mostly just a ton of television. Uh, and, and that's another thing. Well, you know, I can appreciate that. I do wish they maybe if they got somebody a little more experienced behind the camera, like your Penelope Spheris or your um, uh, Tom Shadyak or someone that's a little bit more familiar with film comedies, because this does kind of feel like a like a like a TV show to me, like like mild humor you'd see on like a scripted series, just one like kind of sitcom joke or situation after another. Well, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't expect like the work of say you know spielberg or something this is it's just like uh-huh. I, you, know, it, it, you could almost anyone could have done this it didn't need to be like uh, overly polished but you know point taken I guess. oh she directed uh crossroads dawson's creek by the way eric episode one 1998 you oh, i thought you're talking about the, the britney spears feature with anson mount <laughs> Look, I mean, let's just let's quote, let's make this happen. What else can we say about this film? Let's, uh, Eric, you go first because we know exactly where you stand. So just get it out of the way. But on you ready though. first, yeah, take your time. I, I right. got it. I got it. I got it. I'm really glad that a lot of people enjoy this movie, and I, and I can see the charm, especially if you grew up with it. It's it's quotable. It's it's stuff with stuff just to make you happy and entertain you. Uh, but for me, at this point, it's impossible for me to say that it holds up it's uh it's just kind of clumsily directed and sloppy uh the script is is just stupid it's not like actually cleverly funny uh so for me i sorry fellas but it doesn't hold up for me but uh i'm kind of glad i saw it just to, so now i know my opinion on it so that's all i can say there you go that's all you have to say bud that's all you had to say, you had to say. uh <laughs> who's next you want to go you want me to go what do you want to go do ahead there? go ahead uh this is a film that <laughs> has some funny moments you know and then there's some things where you're like eh, i don't know if, you know that's we don't really need that in film anymore we could say goodbye to that and <clears throat> the repeatability the watchability the rewatchability of it is is definitely there i could see that and if it's a part of your routine if you watched it when it came out within a year a couple years and it grabbed hold of you if you're more is there a single black person in this film? I really, I honestly don't think so. If we, have I mean, to, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> in kidding. the background and like that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, there's there's extras, but like there's like it's it's an all white cast and then Adam Beach. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. You know, so in the in that sense, uh, you know, not that every movie has to ha- you know represent everybody, but come on, I mean, he especially for all the traveling this guy does, never runs into one black person across America. Good God, man! I mean, that was that's pretty bad. And I know this is a stupid ass comedy. I get that. Don't don't come at me or send us an email and say, hey, <laughs> you don't get it, man. It's just a stupid comedy. Just chill out. Well, Travis brought it to the table to be analyzed and looked at. So if we're gonna look at it, I'm gonna be honest about it. I've seen this movie many times like Travis has and at times I laugh and at times I'm just like whatever and you know sometimes I find myself fast forwarding through parts so you that's uh, for <laughs> you say really must be a only very busy a, man only a few yeah only a few parts not as many in this it's not even that long a movie so 
And in the end, I'd probably say this movie does not hold up, but I can understand why you'd want to watch it, enjoy yourself at times, but then I could also see, like, why would I want to watch this piece of shit? This could be a total waste of time. I don't care. I have no connection to it. I have no nostalgic factor whatsoever. So I don't care what you think. I'm not going to watch this film. This movie doesn't hold up, and I could see why. All right. So as I said at the, at the onset here, this was something that, um, you know, I, I watched a lot and, uh, and I'm, and I'm glad that I have gone back to rewatch it. Cause it, it's sometimes, you know, it's kind of like a little time capsule to see who you were at 21 versus who you are at 40. Um, or at least like, you know, what, what, what strikes you differently now, et cetera, et cetera. And then that's part of what this, I, I think that's why I picked the movies because I've kind of gotten to where, you know, as we've gone on with this show and try to figure out like how we're doing it, I used to kind of pick movies that I love, but more and more, I'm not really interested in doing that because I already know I love the movie. I'm, I'm more interested in bringing on movies that I loved and seeing how I feel about them now. And this was one that I loved. I just loved this movie so much. I thought I, I thought it was stupid, but funny. And most of all, as I've said, had heart. And I watched it you know, the other night and I laughed at many points. And ultimately the homophobic thread that just constantly weaves through this movie um it takes away so much for me personally to just um you know I, I again i get the context but like uh if you have if you if you watch this movie a bunch back in the day and you have like fond memories of it and the quotes in your head just carry on with those and enjoy them you don't need to go back and rewatch it because this movie does not hold up and uh, there we go, Joe Dirt. I, I, I mean, I've, it's, I have a place for it in my heart, and it, it, it's, it still makes me laugh. I, I will probably watch it at least once more in my lifetime, inshallah. But I, you know, it does not. It's not something that needs to be revisited. There it is, from the guy who chose the movie. Yeah, he what took a chance. He called it a wild card, and uh, it was a new experience for us. This is definitely a, a different film, and we all took it to heart. We all tried. So. That's it. If you feel differently, you can let us know. You can go to our Facebook page or tweet at us at Cinema9Pod. We're out there. We're available. We are Here. now taking applications for these pendant keychains. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm proud of us. It'd be, it'd be very easy for especially you two to be like, listen, it's given me so much joy over the years. Put it on and just have have fun. But the, the fact is stupid it's so dumb it can be stupid i've i I knew it was going to be stupid if i just thought it was stupid i would say it held up yeah. um and and if i just thought it was stupid and funny i would say that it held up but to me yeah. it was the heart that that made the movie like ultimately what it what it is and 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 uh recognize the rot in it now um again regardless of the era like it just makes it, it just makes it hard to watch mm. there it is that's it. That's Joe Dirt. The Joe Dirt episode doesn't hold up or not. A clean sweep of it does not hold up. If you disagree or you think we're being too harsh on the film, let us know. Reach out to us. Give us your feedback. We'd welcome a five-star rating on Apple Podcast if you wouldn't mind. If you have an iPhone, all you got to do is go to your <laughs> podcast app on the phone and click five-star rating, five-star review. That'd be wonderful. That's the kind of feedback we're most interested in. <laughs> Yes. You're like, give us our true. feedback, especially a five-star rating. Yes, yes, that'd be wonderful. Uh, please don't give us a one-star rating. I don't know if Eric can handle it, and I don't want anybody to feel that way. Eric's working hard. He's put in his time on the show. We got our one-year anniversary coming up, guys. We're a couple yeah, weeks away do. here. 
So we're getting excited about wow, that. We yeah. have the movie that we will do. We've already decided, and we will reveal that in the coming weeks as we draw closer to April 8th, I believe, is the, the show 52nd date. episode, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, April 8th, I believe, is the air date. So we will we'll look forward to that, and we'll take a moment. We'll, uh, we've will got the, the Academy Awards coming up. So next show, I believe, we can talk about the nominations, correct? Monday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. April yeah. 8th, barring any colostomies. <laughs> or anything well we rescheduled related. it for 23rd which is a tuesday so hopefully it shouldn't interfere with our uh movie <laughs> schedule and uh, i do appreciate everybody being reasonable i want to say thank you to travis and eric for being accommodating good host as always good friends as well not too bad better friends than host i don't know maybe possible do we hold up do we hold up yeah yes. hold let's up. do that let's we should start another podcast where we analyze all of our friendships each week this week does it hold up? Eric Branson's friendship. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot of laughs, sure. But the fact is, I mean, I live in Indiana now. I mean. Uh... All right, let's cut the shit. Uh, Eric Branson, it's your turn to choose a movie for next week. We had a lot of fun uh, this past week. And, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that the show is getting a little bit more relaxed. I don't have to think of like these these grandiose, like critical darlings to come to the table with. We can step back and have a little bit of fun. And with spring in the air, the sun shining, I thought we'd have a little bit more fun and dip our toes into something I probably wouldn't normally choose. So I'm going back a ways, you know, after uh, RoboCop and Batman 89, there weren't a lot of intellectual comic book type properties up for grabs. So you didn't really have your uh, share of like superheroes or even like fun uh, cartoonish uh, uh, anti-heroes to, to look forward to seeing in movies. You'd have the shadow and like the phantom a few years after something like uh, Batman 89 and even Blade would pop up before the whole Marvel uh, deal started to get signed. So uh, w when this film came out, I, I would watch it uh, constantly. And it's been uh, it's been about 25 years. But uh, we're going to take a look at 1999's uh, Darkman, the Sam Raimi film starring uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Francis McDormand. Hmm. OK, I never saw it. I watched it a few months ago. Really? I, I think I think it yeah, I talked about it on the show at the time I think. Yeah, but, you did. Uh, yeah. But uh I think it I think it in in you know, it uh it can be further explored. I'm into it. Well, okay. I've never seen it, so I'm looking forward to finally watching it. I All like right. Reason. Sammy Ra Ramey has done a few good things here and there. He's 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 a director. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, this is uh yeah, we're getting some some deep cuts here. This is fun. I mean, I think Darkman was a pretty popular movie that year anyways. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. Yeah. I remember, uh, I miss, why do I mess up Darkman with something else? I feel like there's another uh, was movie. It, do you mix it up with Darkman 2, Die, Darkman, Die? Probably Or Darkman 3, uh, The Return of Durant? Oh, no, yeah. No. I might have them reversed. <laughs> I think Darkman 2 was The Return of Durant. I never saw any of the sequels. I don't think we oh, need to. No one did. Darkman. <laughs> Darkman? Uh, Mad City? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Dark, City Dark Hall? City. They're all very yeah. similar. Uh, cool World? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yes. That's what you're thinking of. You're thinking of Baby's Kids. Baby's yes. Kids. That Baby's is what Kids. I'm thinking of. Baby's yeah, totally Baby's I would Kids. love to see that movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. All right. Baby's Kids next week. Stay tuned. We're going to find out whether it holds. <laughs> no, we're doing Darkman. Eric Branson has selected Darkman. So please join us. So we have a little bit of a shorter time frame here because we only have five days to watch it. So I hope we can all squeeze in a movie in five days. But I believe that it can be done. Thank you. All of you. Thank you to Russell Withers for the wonderful gifts. Keep on bringing those. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Unfortunately, if you use bully clips, though, Travis is not going to watch bully any <laughs> sooner. So if I you want him to watch that, a, use a some Russell exemption movie. maybe from here out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I don't have to show it on the screen necessarily. So that's it. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. 
And that's it. We will talk to you guys next week. Is it done? How much is in there? <laughs> <laughs>